Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Magitze, recorded in July 2022, a consultant in marketing, communications, and PR for the hospitality industry. She combined her love of the industry and what she was good at into a career. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I have with me Rikitsa. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Noreen. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, yeah, as you said, my name is Rikitsa and I'm 34 years old. I'm a hospitality consultant uh, from Denmark. Uh, but I've been pretty much living abroad most of my 20s, and I recently returned to Denmark after five years in the, in Germany. So, um, yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> and when you say hospitality consultant, what kind of uh, consulting are you doing? Of course. So my consulting is like I'm, I've been an independent consultant for like five years, more or less. And before that, I was also self-employed for several years. Um, my focus area is marketing and communication and PR. Um, and those areas are something I'm helping my clients with uh, succeed in. Um, so hotels, basically, and restaurants and other hospitality-based companies. Yeah. And why did you choose hospitality? You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you understand why being passionate about hospitality yourself and hopefully the listeners as well um, and the viewers. I think hospitality is like, you know, it's like being part of a big family. And, you know, either you get it or you don't. Um, it's, it's a very universal, uh, versatile industry. Um, and there's a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people you get to communicate with. And I sort of always love the beauty of being able to work all around the world with people that you wouldn't normally meet. Um, so for me, this was a natural choice. Um, I lived in Switzerland in my early 20s, and that's where I really got the zest for hospitality. Um, yeah, so I think it's, a, it's definitely the people I'm super passionate about and the hotel. I'm sort of a hotel but that's another story. <laughs> um, no, you're absolutely right. I think um, I think we spoke about this. It's like when I sh I always knew I was going to be in an industry that was going to be multicultural and diverse. And then when I showed up in hotel school, it was like I found my people. Like everyone was like different backgrounds. They've grown up in different places. They have multiple different nationalities. I just felt like I just found found the place for me. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I kind of never looked back after that. <laughs> You know, like once you get in, you, you don't get out unless, I mean, there are different parts of hospitality and you can be on the floor. That's definitely very tough because long work hours, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I kind of deliberately after trying that out, um, chose the more creative side of hospitality because I am super creative. That's what I do. That's who I am. But it also sort of allows me to have a family life uh, on the side, which I really value as well. Um. So before I go to my next question, I'm going to go back to what you said about Hotel Geek. Um, what do you mean by being a Hotel Geek? Well, I guess, you know, 
hotels aren't just hotels anymore. It's not just accommodation. They're like cultural, social institutions that actually constitute great parts of our society today. And even fashion houses, you know, fashion have started merging with hospitality and all these things. So it's getting like more and more normal for people to, to stay in hotels, to work in hotels. For me personally, I think it sort of began when I was like eight years old. My parents, uh, usually we traveled quite a lot when I was a child and they took me to this beautiful hotel in Southern France. And I just remember the feeling I had when I stepped, you know, through this, like the evolving doors into this glistening lobby and seeing the smiles in people's faces. It was super busy, but super nice. And that feeling kind of stuck with me. So I guess that was like sort of a calling, you could say that several years later developed into an actual passion for hotels um, as cultural and social institutions. How do we meet there as people? What do we do in hotels? What kind of business do we carry out? Um, how can it affect our everyday lives? And sort of my passion, as I said, is the creative side of it. How can I help hotels get out, um, get their messages out, create the storytelling that is so enticing for, for travelers? Um, yeah, so that's the short version, I guess. Yeah. No, no, that's great. I no, I remember as well in my early years traveling around all the time. Most of my early years was in Asia, so I just remember just the 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 vastness, the beauty, the the smiles. Like it was just this wonderful feeling um, that I always wanted to to be a part of my life as well. It's sort of a gateway into a different world, isn't yeah. it? You know, break from the monotone everyday life and I think that's that's why we love it yeah uh, and perhaps it was similar uh for you as it was for me like you know experiencing it as a child or say a young adult is very different from experiencing it from the other side from the operations so tell me a little bit about that journey uh for yourself as well yeah so I um I studied hospitality management or service management in Copenhagen uh for a few years in my early 20s and before that, I had the, um, the pleasure of living in Switzerland for three years, um, where I really got to know the industry. And I, um, you know, I, I, I worked in a few restaurants, uh, in hotels, and kind of, I had a job that was absolutely horrible when I was like 20, I think, where I was preparing the breakfast in the hotel at five in the morning and I'm not an A person. So for me, that was like a nightmare. And on top of that, my boss was super mean. So I, I kind of got into the, to the worst part of it. Yeah. But it also uh, showed me a different side of, of hospitality and how you shouldn't do it. Um, and I guess my way wasn't very straightforward. I, in many ways, created my own path uh, from I was very young because I never felt that I fit into this kind of paved road, uh, but I had to pave my own way um, into what I'm actually doing today. And, and for that, I'm, I'm super grateful that I ended up here, yeah. No, I'm sure we all have experiences, both good and bad, uh, when working in operations. And I mean, I myself have been out of operations for a couple of years, but just recently um, there was an event I attended on Monday, Tuesday, I think it was, and um, the lady who was hosting the event um, or the venue where we're at, two of her guys had 
called in sick, right? COVID or whatever it was. And she was back there behind the bar serving the drinks. And I was like, you know what? That's it. That's my sign. I just put my bags down, went behind the bar and started helping with the drinks. And you know what? I loved it. I forgot how much I enjoyed that. And then just interacting with the guests. And it just reminded me of why we love hospitality so much. Just the people you get to interact with drinking the beautiful wine as well. It was, yeah, it was a really nice experience. You know, there are like multiple sides of it. You know, you have the operational side, which is super fun, but also hard. Then you have the creative side, which I'm very much in, that gives you more like freedom, I would say. Um, But it still has very much to do with people. And I think that's the essence of it. It's it's people and the love of, you know, caring for each other. It's basically what hospitality is. And so you said you had to forge your own path, you know, you focused in on on what you were good at. So for someone who's still trying to figure that out, understanding whether, you know, they want to go down this route of, you know, trying to forge their own path. Well, it could be either, right? Whether you do it within, you know, a job or career or whether you're doing it as a freelancer yourself. What was that journey like for you in terms of trying to figure out, okay, what am I good at and how do I bring that and make that part of my life? Yeah, I know it's just, it's quite a struggle for many people, many younger people today as well. And it certainly was for me as well. Um, it took me many years to kind of land my the right shelf. And actually, I feel it's something I only recently did. I came to really love what I do. Um, and I'm quite proud of what I accomplished on my own. But it took me many years uh, in and out of several universities, trying different um areas of you know studying like archaeology even at some point because I I love history and I'm kind of multi-passionate I think but you just learn as you go and I allowed myself to fail sort of you know and I think it's important that you listen to yourself and that takes guts you know you have to be brave enough to let yourself fail and get back up on your legs and don't give up. Um, and I think many, especially younger women today, think that they should be doing things to perfection and always do the right thing. And, and that just couldn't be further from the truth because that is the direct way to uh, like a sad, sad career life, at least, I think. Yeah. Trial and error, getting to know yourself, absolutely. And throughout your career I mean have you had any role models that you could aspire to or be inspired by I mean I think part of what I'm doing here is trying to find all those role models that I couldn't find when I was going through my career but you know sometimes you need that inspiration to give you the courage to take that next step and to to move forward with what you believe in yeah no I I have to say I never really did have a specific role model um for me the hotels uh and the people working there were actually what kept me motivated and this energy that I would get when stepping into a a property it still motivates me today but it's only in recent years as I've gotten older that I've started connecting with more women in hospitality um And I think we're doing a great job here highlighting women in hospitality because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're getting more and more and that's how it should be. But it wasn't always so. And I remember 10, 12, 15 years, even when I started slowly uh, getting into the industry, it was still a lot of, you know, old white men in suits and um, 
I have encountered quite a few of them and they're not all bad, of course not, but it's kind of a stereotype and you get a little bit like punched in your face often um, when you're like a younger woman with ambitious, uh, with ambitions, yeah. And I think when you, you know, you get challenged with those kind of situations, you could go one or two ways. You can either go like, no, I'm going to keep fighting this or no, like, okay, you know what, maybe it's just not for me and you don't want to fight the fight. What was the experience like for you? Well, the, the second option. I mean, I'm, I think I'm a born fighter, maybe because I was born prematurely. I don't know, but <laughs> I never gave up. And I think that's what brought me to where I am today. Not that I don't have ambitions and I want to go further because I'm still very ambitious. I'm not exactly where I want to be yet, but I think the the fact that, you know, if you don't give up on something, you can feel that's what you want inside, even though it's not super easy to obtain, that's what's going to keep you um, afloat and ahead of, bring you ahead of other people. Because most people give up on their dreams. Uh, let's be honest. That's how it is. So I think it takes a lot of resilience and courage. Yeah. And I think the way that the sort of society is at the moment, you know, they teach you to, you know, go to school, go to university, go get a job, get married, mortgage, kids, blah, blah, blah. like you just kind of like, it's already prescribed for you. But, you know, how often do we actually take a moment to think about actually, you know what, what do I want? What are my dreams? You know, what am I going to be going after? Exactly. And um, yeah, I think it, luckily we're living in a time, you know, also with the globalization and social media, mm. it makes it easier for everyone to create their own paths and as creators, so to speak. But there's still kind of a something we have to, to fight in that sense of doing things the right way, because there yeah. is no right way. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Nowadays, there are so many more possibilities thanks to technology that you know wouldn't have even been possible 20 30 years ago so yeah um and then you know it, it's great to hear that you know you have ambitions and you never gave up um and I have to ask this question because I know you're a mother as well did your ambitions change when you became a mother no I think if anything it gave me more clarity and direction if anything, um, of course, it's not like a walk in the walk in the park becoming a mother. Uh, I, I can only say that it's hard work, but I was kind of used to the hard work before. <laughs> so I think it only my son is is amazing. He's four years old today, and he sort of gave me um, a clue as to where I wanted to go. And through him, I can see how fast time is actually passing. When I look at him and the way mm. he grows, um, I kind of knew, okay, this is now or never. We only live once. And if I want to accomplish my goals and get from A to B, I need to start getting to work. You know, no one's doing that for me. Um, but it, of course, it was super hard. And during the pandemic, with a child working in hospitality, I mean, come on, it, it was super difficult and challenging. But that's uh, where you keep going and you just stay positive and believe in better days. Yeah. Um, so you said earlier, you know, you went through a lot of trial and error to figure out, you know, where it is that you ended up landing. But what was it about marketing, communications, PR that? that draw, draw you through to it? You know, there's obviously a lot of 
creativity involved with that and you you talked about you know you're, you're quite creative how did you find a way to kind of meld the two together well I, I guess I'm kind of a writing person I've always been since childhood writing pages up and down and novels and magazines and whatever and uh, during my 20s I, uh, I trained as a freelance journalist at a Danish lifestyle magazine so that's where I also sort of got into the more professional side of writing. And I knew that this was something I wanted to offer the hospitality industry. Uh, being an influencer myself, uh, also when I was in my 20s, um, a hospitality influencer gave me the opportunity to kind of merge um, all the creative sides that I loved, you know, like social media, communications, PR, and make a nice package and offer that to to my clients. So it was something that was underway for at least 10 years. But um, I kept at it and, and I fell many times and then I got up again. And I think that's my, my best advice to people to just um, keep going. And when they feel they fail, then take a break, but don't quit, you know. <laughs> and is that would I mean that might even may have answered my next question because it was going to be around you know things that you know about yourself today you didn't know five years ago ten years ago what are some of your biggest lessons that you've learned over over the years wow that's a big one um the biggest lessons I've learned um well I think networking is one of them because without a network you know, it's very hard to get to where you want to be. Um, so I would say to others, if they would ask me, invest in your network. Go out there, get to meet people um, in your local community and in a broader scale, even online. You know, there are many groups, for example, this one, Women in Hospitality. And I think it's uh, super important to, uh, to kind of mingle with like-minded people, but also people you admire mm. so you know you shouldn't be afraid of aiming high and getting closer to the people that you actually really look up to if any um that's what also motivated me uh to keep going that i knew okay if she can do it if he can do it so can i so communication and, and networking is super important that's so true and i think you know historically you know men have been extremely good um, at networking and uh, women can definitely take a leaf out of that book and really start building that you know that network with themselves and be there to support one another and grow that I mean I didn't fully appreciate that until only recently and yeah. you're absolutely right you know in fact I think the pandemic made me network more in some ways like because we now have technology that allows us to connect with one another in a way that we never could have done before. And also for me, it was having that purpose, having this purpose to try and connect with as many women as possible, to try and get as many stories as possible. And as a result, I've just met the most incredible women all around the world, which has been phenomenal. So I completely agree with that. That could be one of the most important lessons that anyone can take away is to build your network and yeah, find those like-minded people, find people that you really admire and yeah surround yourself by the people good people that you admire so yeah. it's a game changer 
for me at least and for yourself so i think it's true <laughs> absolutely couldn't agree more yeah. uh and so i'm going to move on to my final question and that is who inspires you um yeah i i think it's like on a lower scale simply all the people working in hotels when i'm i'm very often in hotels uh, for client work for just working on my own business because I love the environment, obviously. Um, the people working there and, and doing, uh, like offering the best service and going to work with a smile. And that's super inspiring to me because it's something bigger than themselves. You know, hospitality is, as I said, about caring for other people and showing love and affection to some degree. And uh, that really inspires me. Um, if you want a name, I guess one of them could be, um, Ask a concierge, Sarah Dandashi, is like an American um, hospitality influencer. And uh, she was a concierge before with Le Cliff d'Or. And uh, she's, she really, she's got, it go, she's got it going for herself. She's super inspiring and open and fun. And uh, yeah, we just need more, more women in hospitality. I think she's a good advocate for that. <laughs> Okay, well, I hope I'll, I'll tap you for an introduction at some point uh, to hopefully get her on here as well. Uh, Birgit, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Sure. You're welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.